0: yo man Thomas rusty it's wednesday and i got that on the first try i usually am not good on that one I've, I've had trouble the last few days on that one even though even if i'm it's the second third podcast of the day i'm still i don't know but i fight you know i can tell what day it is by who the guest is and so i can tell that and then that's how i'm bringing on this special guest today right here right now we have august aguilar how you doing
1: hey man i'm doing well thanks for having me on the show good morning well, to you
0: good good morning and the you know 8 30 in the morning dude That's, oh yeah uh,
1: feels like a radio show morning radio how to get yeah. up and, you know yeah, yeah, myself get
0: the, <laughs> get the traffic going we got oh, traffic yeah. here on the seven and uh you don't want to be out uh get caught on that so uh-huh. uh beautiful day out though so um yeah but so Uh, so of strange films uh which was the the follow-up here with that uh so um okay so if you have your own podcast and you have your own podcast so that's like all right that's a few things we can go down here uh (laughs) so does your podcast coincide with your uh your filmmaking
1: yeah yeah um Yeah, so I'm an independent filmmaker. Strange Film Studios is my uh, production company, and I've been running that for about seven years coming up now. And uh, the podcast endeavor, I've always been interviewing people along the years. Like I've always kind of done like a multimedia approach for what I do. So I've ran blogs, I've ran you know, little interview channels before and stuff like that. But I never was able to get that stuff on like Spotify or Apple. I didn't realize kind of figured I didn't figure that out until just like about a year ago or something or almost a year ago. So I started out doing a podcast with my buddy, more of like a comedy show, just kind of, you know, bullshitting with him and stuff like that. And then um, I realized like, uh, yeah, like I do still do these interviews for based off around like the filmmaking side of things and actors and creative people. I'm like, I need to get that on like streaming services instead of just uploading that on YouTube. So now the Strange Films podcast really kind of hones in on everything. Um, And I get to do like, uh, you know, updates in the Strange Films universe. I can do commentaries. I bring on actors I've worked with before, directors I've worked with before. I invite new people that I've never, you know, hung out with or worked with or anything like that before. So it's a really cool experience. Like I said, it's all centered around like filmmaking, creative uh, creative people or actors or anything like that in the industry.
0: Sweet. Um, so what what did you switch? Because So this show used to be on YouTube because I was, uh, when I first started this, I was like, well, you know what? Why am I going to pay for hosting fees? Why, what's the point of that? Like I can put it on YouTube and it's free. People can get it just the same. But then, yeah, people, when you say podcast, like I have a podcast, but it's on YouTube mm-hmm. and they're like, what, what does that mean? And then, so um, eventually um, who's your, who do you do your podcast through?
1: Um, I, who, I, your- I stream through anchor now, which is like Spotify anchor, whatever yep. podcast they just did an update on that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I still upload my podcast on YouTube because it helps my algorithm. It helps my channel cont- continuously have new you know videos and stuff like that. But it did it. Yeah, I was in that same situation where it's like it didn't make sense just to have your podcast only on YouTube because most of the time people listening to podcasts are driving or they're sitting around, you know, doing something else or listening to it versus having to sit there and watch a screen or have your phone on, you know, like on a video just to listen to the audio it just didn't make sense to me either. So, yeah, there's a video side of my podcast. Um, I just cut the video of like what I streamed through uh, StreamYard and whatnot, or if it's like in person, I'll, film and stuff like that too. So there is a video version if, if people on my channel want to watch that and listen to the podcast through that way. But other than that, yeah, Spotify, uh the Anchor platform, I, it, you know, goes on to Apple and all the other streaming services.
0: So when you upload your uh your file to Anchor or Spotify, whatever it is now, do you upload it as a video or audio file?
1: Just audio. Just because um yeah where I have the video, it's just a whole separate process. Like I just do the video Strictly for YouTube, I know you can' upload to like the Spotify um now, you know it's got the video version. Yeah. I haven't messed around with it too much just because it's like, yeah, it's a whole thing. My channel, I mean my my podcast isn't like huge enough where I've got like thousands of listeners on Spotify going straight to Spotify to listen to my content. I've got more people going to my YouTube channel to check out my content. So it's kind of just like it makes more sense to focus on the video for YouTube um and getting those streaming numbers going up on the audio side of things and if things balance out or things are going in the favor of spotify then yeah i would put those stuff on spotify as well but right now it's just youtube
0: so is your youtube file different than your audio file
1: oh yeah i separate, i export two different ways i i export the uh, mp4 version for the um you know, video, and then I just export the audio version as well, MP3 or wave. So,
0: but but when you go on YouTube, are, are you chopping it up? Are you chopping up the video and editing it more? I edit,
1: yeah. I mean, I edit the video through, um, yeah. Like I, like I'll take, I'm for my guests. You know, it's all virtual, so uh, the way it's like kind of like this, but, um, you know, on my side of things, when I record, it's got the two uh, blocks of me and me and the guest talking. So what I do is I take that video and I just, it's, it's a little tedious, but, you know, I go in for the stretch of um, the segments of like, I'll be talking or my guests will be talking and I just make full screen of one of us talking. So, you know, and I just coincide. So I just like take the actual audio from them, the actual audio from me and the actual audio of us together and the video versions of all three of those as well. And I splice it up to make it look like a one-on-one screen experience and audio is perfect with that as well so yeah it's a little tedious as far as um, editing that goes but you know once you do it enough it, you can do it pretty quickly but yeah I just so the editing the real editing comes through the video um, the audio version is really just adding the intro the outro uh, and making sure like there wasn't any mess ups in in between and then the video version is just making sure it's not just like one screen looking at both of us talking for, you know, I I try to make it more interactive versus uh, one long shot. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I just export the the video version, Um, the MP3 version or the audio version just gets, it's super quick to export that and upload on Spotify and everything.
0: Okay. So then, I mean, how, with you being a filmmaker, how important is audio to you? Are you, are you very, very particular about every audio? Because I mean, having it being two different files you know one one for you or one for your guest i mean if you got someone uh you know someone has a, a dog run through or someone someone farts or something uh, it's only going to come up on on yeah. one of them or you know there's some you know interruption of some sort um so i mean yeah so i yeah, so, i mean yeah you got a lot to do well it's, uh, it's
1: yeah i mean um you know, obviously, when you're interviewing someone, you're you're hoping like they're in like a kind of a quiet space. Like you look like you're in a nice, you know, little room to yourself. I'm I, I record in my studio at home and stuff like that too. So um, I don't, you know, you you hope for that. Um, the good thing about where I I, I stream through Streamyard. Um, so Streamyard uh-huh. is like it's really great, um, and they have a they have a feature where it's like they record locally versus like so you know if you have an internet connection issue and we're recording and then like, you might hear me go and it's all laggy and stuff like that and yeah and if you have only one audio file for the for the full interview you're like ah this sucks because it's you know you're hearing that lag on the streaming side of things well StreamYard will um will record locally like on your end and record locally on my end so it's like whenever the interview is done it automatically down- downloads that and, and I can download it to my computer so I don't have to worry about that interference um i can just take their actual audio and if whenever that part is where it was messing up it's actually not messing up because it's you know they it's on their end as far as their local recording goes so yeah. um yeah the audio version i mean like trying to figure out making sure the audio sounds as best it can be we've had is- issues with audio before um you know i know how to kind of fix some things in post as they say <laughs> to kind of enhance the audio make it a little bit cleaner. Um, if there is some mess ups or like little things, like if, if I'm talking and they say something or they say something I'm talking or I I do something that just shouldn't be in the show, I can, since I have those separate audio files, I can just kind of splice that out so you don't have to hear it. So yeah, as long as I've got the raw audio, um, or individual audio files, I can, I can pretty much clean up things or take things out if necessary, just to enhance that listener experience. So you're not distracted by some sort of loud commotion or a you know in uh an interference or something like that
0: yeah um so are you having i mean so you okay so your guests are like just are you like uh people that are doing other um other films like other directors are you getting other actors you said or um
1: yeah it's a mixed mixed bag um a lot of filmmakers so like i've interviewed a filmmaker from london before uh actor from la uh you know i've I've a lot i've since i've worked in the film industry for a while now like i've i know a lot of different talent. so i just i've brought in a lot of local talent that i've uh, worked with um i i'm from philadelphia originally as well so and I've okay worked, i work up there quite a bit so i've brought people from philly on the show um it, but it, it doesn't have to be, like, an actor or a filmmaker. So, like, uh, I've talked to musicians before. I've talked to, like, comic book creators, uh, podcast hosts, you know, stuff like that. So, really, really, the focus of the show is more of just, like, creative people in general. Like, you know, and what they're chasing, what they're doing, what they're producing and making and stuff like that. But if you had to tighten that niche up a little <laughs> bit, it's more for, like, filmmakers and actors and stuff like that, too. Just because I'm so heavily... You know, involved in that scene, um, yeah. and we try to bring value to a lot of aspiring filmmakers and creative people. You know, just try to kind of have that conversation of just going for what you want to do and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it extends to pretty much everybody, but it's definitely, um, you know, we do have like a little bit more of a, I guess, a following as far as the film side goes.
0: Okay, yeah. Now, now I hear more of Philadelphia. I was trying to figure out the <laughs> the accent, and I was like. Uh, so you're you're in Tennessee are you so you're doing Tennessee or films near where you are in Tennessee as well as well as Philadelphia
1: mm-hmm. yeah um, I moved to Knoxville like seven years ago I mean I grew up mostly in Tennessee I moved from Philly when I was younger um, my dad still lives up there so that's why I'm like I go up there pretty frequently um, but moving in Knoxville um, by myself like seven years ago it was kind of like, what do I do? And, da, 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 and I was really trying to figure out my life at that time as well. And I just kind of saw like a Knoxville horror film festival ad. And that's kind of when I was like, I should make a horror movie. And that's when that train started rolling. So, so the way we operate is, um, we shoot or I write, produce and direct here in Knoxville, a variety of different films. And then in Philly, where I founded Strange Films with my father, Frank Aguilar, um, he will write and produce films up in philly so when it's time for me to visit or he has a project ready i fly up there and we shoot that project together and make those projects so we've probably got like uh six seven maybe even eight different projects we've shot up in philly and then nine ten down here in knoxville something like that maybe more but so it's just a continuously an operation between both cities and two different followings also in two different cities. So it's it but we've been blending all that together. So um but yeah it, it's uh yeah it's pretty cool. We're just we're we we stay busy in both both areas.
0: So what's different on day to day when you're doing a film by yourself or a film with your dad? Like on a day to day what's what's different?
1: <laughs> it's uh I'd say the the difference is um I have more control with everything on my end so it's like you know when it comes down to writing producing directing down here I'm the one who is getting everything together and I'm a little bit like as I've grown into my craft I've been a little bit more particular about how I do things or you know trying to make sure I've got the best of the best working with me or whatever like gathering all the resources I can in the most professional you know way I can and scheduling things out very tightly and stuff like that. So it's like whenever I show up on that set, I'm very prepared and I know how much time we have, I know who we're working with, I know all these different factors, right? Things can still go wrong, don't be wrong. But right. like you know, I at least know exactly what my map is supposed to look like. <laughs> when I go to Philly, <laughs> Frank, where he writes and produces everything up there, and he he's gathering all the talents and you know locations and things like that. I don't know any of that. You know, I don't know what the oh. locations look like. I don't know half these actors, you know, unless I've worked with them before. I don't know um, what the scenario is going to be when I show up. I've been told sometimes, you know, we'll have, we have eight hours to shoot all day and I get there. Okay. We only have two hours to shoot. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, you know, audio, like you said earlier, it's like, I I am a big, you know, I need to make sure my audio is good, but you know, you walk in like a noisy center city bar and it's like, wow this audio sucks this is gonna be really hard to shoot around you know stuff like that so the city is the city is a much more alive up there and unpredictable and um again i don't know my playing field and who i'm working with a lot of time so that's where it gets a little bit tricky not to say it's never a good experience because we've, we've had a lot of great stories and fun and stuff like that but yeah you know, we, we always get through it and we've made some great projects and whatnot but it is definitely just like a almost like a guessing game of, okay, what am I walking into now up here? Yeah. So uh, down here, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm doing. I know I've laid out everything and let's go.
0: Cool. Um, So do you have like a, like a a shot that's uh, sort of like a signature shot of something that you, you know, a certain thing you go to kind of in every film you've made that you, that kind of represents You that's like people are like that's an August Aguilar film, right? There Mm -hmm. is there something of that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um it's not necessarily like a single kind of shot, but I would say more of the style. Like if you watch if you watched all my films back to back from the first to my last, um you would see there's a consistent style of how I shoot things. So it's very gritty, it's very like handheld. Uh, you know, in your face, very personal, uh, making the audience feel uncomfortable, you know, because the, the camera makes it feel like you're right there with these characters and the story. So like, I would say you can look at my directing style. If you saw it consistently enough, you'd be like, that's Strange Films. That's August Aguilar, <laughs> you know, like I've been told that a lot. So that's really cool to know. Um, I'd say another probably signature of our films is like, there's always like a little bit of like a quirkiness to it. So it's like, it can be a super serious um intense film but there's always going to be something that's unpredictable or something that's like really quirky you know and you're like what what was that it's like a more of like a just enhances that experience like this is it doesn't have to be so serious you know it's like it can be fun too so yeah I just I think there's just a certain um style and aesthetic that I I have um consistently through my films and the shots uh I I definitely have like repeated shots before, like in different settings and whatnot, but I would say it's never intentional to kind of like make sure I have this one particular shot. And, you know, it's more of just like, okay, you're going to get that same viewing experience, but just with totally different film and characters and stuff.
0: Cool. All right. And then, yeah. So what was your first, um, the first time you were able to give a job to somebody else, uh, Behind the scenes, not acting, but Mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes, what was the first thing you were kind of able to be like, I'm going to pass it off because I I know someone else, you know, can like, like for me, I I don't like editing. So like, that's like the first thing I'm passing Mm -hmm. off, but it's, it's a hard thing to give up when you have the initial idea in your head i don't know if that's the same for you but yeah when you have it's hard to give up that final edit but that's the part i just can't stand is there what was the first thing you were happy to relinquish control of
1: um well the really the biggest the first one i the first time i had to like relieve or you know release my control of something and pass it off was uh there was a film i did a few years ago 2020 um called pandora and it was just like it was a two-week challenge so we had two weeks to write shoot and edit a film um, and deliver it yeah and um so i was building a team pretty quickly just to be like okay we got to make this film done i usually write i usually do everything not only the writing producing directing but i shoot i will bring the lighting i will bring the audio if i don't have an audio guy i edit everything so it's like i do i'm i literally have 100 percent control of like everything um yeah so with Pandora though I kind of was wearing too many hats and it was too quick of a project so I needed some additional help and we had um I finally got a for the very first time I had someone come in as a DP so uh to be my camera guy you know so and that was a conversation I kind of had to have with him like just to say because Josh uh Carrier he's a great guy man he's really really talented um but we had you know we got coffee together and i was like i was like all right this is the first film i'm not going to be shooting myself so i'm having a little bit of separation anxiety you know because i have the control and i like i know what i want to see so it was more like i not that i don't trust you but this is how i like to do things and this is how i envision it can you kind of match my style can you kind of get in my head a little bit to understand what i'm going for and he was so like quick on that he understood exactly what i was saying um and you know when when you see the final product it is a little different than what my other films look like because it's not so like handheld gritty looking it's very much more clean stable steady cam you know tripods and stuff like that and but it definitely still looks like a strange films production and it definitely has my signature within it so but that was like for me it was hard to kind of let that control go because I just love shooting so much you know so um, but it was a good experience to have I definitely would work with him again I would work with someone else you know to help me film and stuff like that because after a while it does get hard to wear all those hats you know it's hard to it for that project it was really nice just to be only director and having an audio guy having a lighting guy having the camera guy and everything and i was literally all i had to do was direct so that was nice i didn't have to worry about a lot of different things whenever it's just me i'm like i gotta check all these boxes do all these different things and direct get the actors together all these things there's an adrenaline rush with that and excitement with that but it does catch up to you You're like this is a lot so um yeah yeah that's probably the one time that really kind of had to separate myself from from that but it was a good experience
0: and so are you ever acting in any of these films or are you always behind the camera or do you have small cameos where you're sort of hidden in as yeah. an extra or something
1: In college I had cameos in my films um I always thought that was fun just a little you know easter egg or something like that I haven't had any cameos in my uh my career with strange films yet not that I wouldn't it's just like I'm so focused on behind the scenes I don't really care to be on camera I don't really want to act but with that said over the last couple years I've been approached by a lot of different, different filmmakers in the area and they're like do you want to be an actor in this next project or do you want to be make a small appearance here or there and I've been thinking about it about it a lot more it's like you know it's like uh I'm not I can do this all day you know and I I have my own podcast I do video stuff all the time I run all my social media so I don't, I'm not I'm not, I'm very comfortable being on camera but when it just comes to like filmmaking, it's like I'm not very comfortable with it because it's like, well, what if I what if they get my bad side or what if they my, I'm having a bad hair day or myself, con- you know, my self-confidence is not high that day. You know, so like I'm so very particular with yeah. my, my mood and my settings sure. like that. So it's like if I'm not like in my best headspace and i have to show up on set, I would feel like I wouldn't be the best, you know, as far as giving my best performance or my best like uh, outlook on things and stuff like that. So it's like it's a little hard for me to be like yeah i'll do that but i'll try it i'll I'll give it a shot one day and i think it'll be fun just but nothing like don't don't put me in a starring role or a lead you know like I, i'd rather be like yeah. the background guy and maybe say a line or two but yeah i need to do more cameos in my films though i just haven't had the i just haven't done that too much though lately
0: yeah i don't know it's always kind of weird when, when you see it and then you're like holy shit like do you see it <laughs> okay that's the okay that's the director okay that's cool <laughs> yeah, the fucking yeah. writer like what the fuck are they doing they're just you know <laughs> it's usually usually not mentioned i mean it's not like you know people are like oh it's the you know director right there holy you know make a big deal it's just yeah sort of a nice little easter egg which is cool um where where are you with easter eggs how how much do you like putting easter eggs into your films and do if those easter eggs uh, do they tie into other films you've made or other projects you've done
1: oh yeah no i love easter eggs man like uh so the thing with strange films it's like it's it's like a shared universe so it's kind of like the marvel you know formula so we like there's a lot of standalones and stuff like that but there are films that connect with each other there's sequels there's little easter eggs that like say like oh that exists you know in that world so it's like if you watch the whole catalog you would you would start to kind of see those Easter eggs. Um, so my last film, "He Comes to Kill," it's a feature film, and there's like a bunch of different little Easter eggs in that movie. Just like little, little things, like um, you know, our our logo on a business card is in you know one shot, like just like at a library or not a library a bookstore you know so it's like if you it's not like in your face but if you saw you'd be like hey that's that's their logo right there it's like
0: yeah um we had an,
1: we had an actor <clears throat> he's an author as well so he has his own books and stuff like that um in the bookstore scene you in the first scene of the movie you see the actor he's he's a character main character and then like in the bookstore scene later on in the movie the first thing you see is a shot of this book and it's his book with you know his you know face on it and stuff like that too so it's <laughs> like it's just a little easter egg i was just like hey let's get your book in this you know just to kind of have that um in one of my films i uh i make comic books as well so it's like in one of my films there's a there's a display case and you can see one of my comics in that display (laughs) case you know stuff like that you know uh little notions to like philadelphia we have a center city philadelphia series so it's like sometimes like if there's a film being made um that's not connected to that series they might name drop philadelphia name drop center city or something like that you know just stuff like that it's um just little things and we have like radio stuff like announcers will be talking about news and the news is like some story from strange films you know so it's like um I definitely try to I don't try to make it like forced but if I think of a clever way to throw something in the background or write a little line here or there just to kind of reference something I think that's a lot of fun
0: yeah um so do you with your actors do you have a certain like? I mean, do they have to have some sort of certain look, or or something, or some sort of you know the way they move, or the way they deliver their lines, or anything? Is there something there's kind of uh, different about your films uh, and how? Like, could you could you have an actor that wouldn't like? Is there a type of actor that wouldn't mesh well into your filming style?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that I I would say that it's not that there's there's two a few different things like I've worked with actors who have no experience whatsoever just because I like to give people a shot you know it's like I like how they talk I like the confidence that they have the excitement they have Um, and sometimes that works out really great sometimes it hasn't you know you just have to play with that setting and kind of really how you direct and how they how much they want to bring out of them you know um i've worked with people that we have yeah we we've, we've scouted people out who do have some sort of certain look to them some sort of like personality that they have on all the time you know like and when you see that and you're like you'd be good in a movie and they're like yeah sure that sounds great and then you <laughs> get them on set and then it's like ah you know this is awesome So, um and then you have the the people who are just regular actors professional doing their thing and you get them on set but they bring a whole new side of their acting because the way we work with them so what we do when we're working with actors it's like um it's a very like give you the power of creativity it's more like give you the power of freedom to bring something new to the character that maybe we didn't write so it's like you know, I, it's a very loose kind of situation. I always say like the script is like an outline, it's a blueprint. It's like, as long as we're hitting these notes, as long as we're getting this point across, as long, you know, as we're moving forward with it, then you're free to improvise. You're free to add new ideas. You're free to, you know, come up cool. with something that maybe I didn't think of, you know, maybe we'll play around with the location because we shot, we, we came here and we're like, Oh, that looks really cool. I didn't, you know, know this was here. Let's work with that. You know? So it's like, When you do that with enough people, a lot of really exciting and fun things happen. You know, a lot of happy accidents or, you know, again, like something you wrote the script, but it turned out completely different in a better way because, you know, you just didn't know that that actor was going to go there. And that is really cool, you know. So, um, yeah, it's not necessarily like if you don't have this kind of look or this kind of experience you can't be in the film it's we welcome everybody um as long as they're excited about the project they're willing to give it a go give it a shot and then and just like really be patient with themselves and 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 learn and you know be confident with like how they project themselves on screen and stuff like that so um yeah it's a it's a wide range on on actors too but it's exciting when you work with someone new because you're like all right well how's this going to (laughs) turn out you know so it's yeah
0: yeah and it's um with going where you don't really know where it's going um i mean are there ever any where it's just you you have something just so set in your head and then you start filming the scene and yeah it just goes to something completely different and you have to then make adjustments to your script and the around that
1: yeah uh sometimes it's it can go two ways like the happy accident where it's like okay this wasn't what i imagined at all but somehow it works and somehow this is like this made this scene better or this transitions better to go to the next scene or whatever um and then sometimes things happen circumstances maybe beyond our control or it's just not working because we don't have enough time or whatever it is and we have to pivot from what we're trying to do and think of okay well how do we make this work now how do we make this flow into the rest of the movie now, you know. Um, and the biggest example I can say with that is with the feature film I just did, we had a lot of shakeups like right before we started shooting and during like while we were shooting. So we shot across six weekends. Um, so six weeks we shot. And what happened was that uh, in the first day shooting, everything was great. We had this main character lined up for the rest of the film. And then that scene that he was supposed to come back in, uh, you know, he dropped out like he was like and he dropped out the week Ooh. of. And it was like, dude, you're like a main character here. Like you like <laughs> yeah. you're like integral to the story. Like you I need you here. And it's like I just can't do it. And it's like, okay. So I had to rewrite that whole scene because it was it wouldn't have worked without I mean, you know, like in that that script. Right. So I had to rewrite the whole scene, but it worked out a lot better because I had someone who was supposed to be a secondary character at the time, switch the main character, just flip the script essentially. And it turned out a lot better than I imagined. Same thing happened again for the last day of shooting. He was supposed to show up, didn't show up. I had to rewrite. And this was like three, four days before that. So I had to rewrite that whole thing, add another character here, do all these things. So it's like, you know, you, you just have to roll with the punch when it comes comes to that um if you can think of a clever way to just get around it and move forward and make it still work then not all hope is lost and it might turn out a lot better than you originally thought you know you just never know i think sometimes when things happen they happen for a reason so um in that particular case like it it sucked at the time but i wouldn't have had this movie without that happening and um it worked out really well in that situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, there was a, I was filming a commercial and uh, for my shop. And so I told people that I wanted them to be, um, uh, how old are you? I'm 30.
1: <clears throat> okay. 31 in May.
0: Okay. So you, you might, you might've missed this, but okay. So then back uh, there was a kid, So when the Nintendo sixty four came out, there was this kid that like freaks out when he gets the Nintendo sixty four, and it's just like for Christmas, yeah, Yeah, and just yeah, super super, okay, yeah, super over the top. And so that was kind of what I used to, you know, I'm like when people are saying like I need people for this, uh, these roles, and I'm like, okay, you have to like, can you do this? Like, Mm. I, I need you to get, you know, fucking amped up like this yeah um it didn't turn out like i thought it was gonna be (laughs) you know like not everyone like i don't know people were not uh on the same thing but it worked out in a way um there was this one dude who was my um he worked like at my shop and like i don't think he's very very quiet shy and like I never thought he wanted to do it but i'm like hey you want to be in this sure but then man him uh him doing his his excited thing like just watching it back cracked me the fuck up i no, couldn't no. i couldn't stop laughing i'm like okay <laughs> this is what the whole like whatever i thought was gonna be like filmed here because i filmed this all in like you know an hour and a half and then yeah. like i just decided how I was going to put it together later once I saw that like I thought I was going one way but then yeah once I saw him do this thing and it's just like uh yeah and I'm just like dude that's fucking it like the whole commercial has to like center around this and so um (laughs) I mean have you had stuff like that where some yeah like one of the happy accidents where it's like okay I need to this has to be featured
1: yeah sometimes you have to tap into that man it's like you gotta like <clears throat> when you uh when the, when something like that happens because there's been a lot of that on my sets where it's like yeah you just got this actor who you didn't think was gonna go there or something or have that like whoa what was that or you're just laughing and you had to like cut because you're laughing so hard you know it's just like yeah. wow like th- when that energy flares up i ride that energy out i'm like okay like whatever you just did right there that's where we're going that's what we need cool. and bring that up you know like let's let's roll with that and then you know when you have other actors and they they see that too they get excited and it's like they play off that then all of a sudden now you have like this new set where it's like everyone's like just in the zone ready to go you know and whatnot um and you know if that changes a little bit of the story or as, as far as like how the scene's supposed to be shot a little bit then it's okay because um again it's it's like it's presenting something new that maybe you just didn't write because when you you write a scene or something or you wrote your commercial you probably had like a very like almost like a stiff version of like what that was going to look like you know like I know yeah. what, what my shop looks like and I know what I want here here's an example of what I want and then maybe you're like getting in there and you're like ah this isn't really how I envisioned it but then you had that guy amp up mm-hmm. and you're like yes now this is a lot of this is a lot more exciting and fun and you know we'll we'll rework the the commercial that's how a film set can go it's like I can write around a location I know um and and bring a couple characters out in that but it's like if we get there and then we're just having too much fun because it's like we're bringing in these new ideas and new shots and stuff like that you're like wow okay I wrote a very stiff structured scene but it turned out a lot more loose and fun and exciting and and things like that um and you know sometimes it doesn't happen that way sometimes you have like that actor who just can't go there you know can't get that out um and, and that can be unfortunate but you just have to keep rolling with the punches keep keep yeah. moving forward and just hope that that doesn't like you know that's not like the main force of the audience viewer you know viewership it's like you got all these other things going on that makes it still exciting
0: yeah um cool so then uh so for people who are looking to to find you uh strange films august aguilar uh was it the 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 podcast name was what
1: it's uh called the strange films podcast yeah
0: strange Films podcast okay Mm -hmm. that's easy um and then so uh are you working on a project right now
1: Yeah, we've got a a number of things going on right now. Um, Yeah, strangefilmstudios.com. You can check out all of our work Uh, YouTube, Strange Film Studios, uh, the Strange Films podcast. Obviously, we can, you know, you can hear all kinds of variety of guests and stuff like that. Um, But uh, yeah, we're working on a a bunch of different things. So I'm about to release a new film called Center City 2, which is, um, we've been actually shooting that for almost four years, which is crazy. Holy shit the only reason it's been that long it's not like some gigantic you know three hour you know (laughs) ensemble cast it's like it's just it's we started shooting in late 2019 did a shoot early 2020 and then covid you know and then covid happened um so we had to stop shooting especially in philly because philly was shut down and um and then i had a son so that kept me home for a while and uh Uh, We had another director step in, help shoot some scenes while I was gone. And then uh, I finally came back in 2021 when we were shooting another movie called Raven. We shot some more Center City stuff. And then finally, last December, 2022, uh, I came up and we shot the rest of Center City 2. So it's like, I'm editing it right now. We've got like a summer release. It's just really, um, it's gonna be a lot of campiness to it and fun and stuff like that. And things are gonna look, wacky because you know people change their appearances and stuff like that over four yeah. years and but we had to get it done you know it was like we weren't gonna just abandon the project so that's gonna be that's coming out um we just dropped a new trailer for that and then the biggest thing right now is uh we have a new feature film called the gifted coming out it's coming uh we're starting to shoot that in may we got Ginger Lynn allen uh coming for that oh, uh, film yeah we got Ginger sweet Lynn. Yeah, we got Ginger Lynn coming in and she's super, super excited. She's like, she loves the script. Uh, we're like best buds now talking on the time on the phone <laughs> and stuff, but she's really, really nice. Um, but she's really excited for that. And really right now, the biggest thing is we're doing a crowdfunding for that. Um, got Indiegogo going on. So just to help kind of finance the film and, you know, get some cool rewards out of that too. So, but we're shooting that in May and we got to go up to Philly to shoot the rest of it in like July or August and then hopefully probably like a target uh, release at the end of the year or something like that, or at least a premiere of it. Uh, awesome. So that's going to be a really fun project. It's like a horror film. It's a drama film. Like I said, Ginger Lynn's in it. We have all of like these all-star actors that we've worked with before, just doing kind of like this huge ensemble piece and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, other than that, yeah, we got like little micro projects and things, a lot of things in active development. Um, but you probably won't see some of those updates till later this year, but yeah, the gift is the biggest one we're working on right now
0: cool well yeah everyone check that out get on it and uh yeah august thanks man for being on it was it's great talking with you thanks
1: man yeah i appreciate the time yeah. thank you yeah
0: yeah and then uh, everyone uh i'll look over here like i do now uh thank you everyone because i have my studio audience over here oh, yeah. only on the only on this side because uh that way i can make it look like it's a kind of a light light uh house tonight so uh they all put them over there so it just looks better on on camera. But um, yeah, so thank you, everyone. And that is the show, man.